you miss Canty and Carlin? To say the least, it was a scary, scary moment last night in Cincinnati. And Tua Tungavailoa was in a situation that he never should have been in. And yet, everything appears as if he is okay. And in fact, Chris, he has in the last hour or so put out a statement uh, saying that he is feeling much better. Here's what I will, uh, I'll read directly what he had to say. I want to thank everyone for all their prayers and support since the game last night. It was difficult to not be able to finish the game and be there with my teammates, but I'm grateful for the support and care I've received from the Dolphins, my friends and family, and all the people who have reached out. I'm feeling much better and focused on recovering so I can get back out on the field with my teammates. Whether or not it was a concussion this past Sunday that he suffered against the Bills, it was a head injury, a neck injury, a upper back injury that all falls within the scope of the concussion protocol, Chris. And we see him stumble in that moment. He's back out there. You wonder where the breakdown was in the process. And then four days later, he's out there playing against the Bengals. And what do you know? You get one concussion. Getting a second can be it can be even easier at that point. I, I, we don't know definitively that he had it. The Dolphins don't want to say that he had it. But he never should have been in that situation to begin with. No, I agree with you. But I will say this, Carlin. It's good to actually hear from Tua himself. And issuing that statement and saying that he's doing okay and that he appreciates the thoughts and prayers because he recognizes that it was an ugly scene last night and, and, and thanking his teammates and all the support staff for taking care of him. I think that's 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 important. You know, everybody was waiting with bated breath to see how that was going to go for him because it did not look good in the moments after he took that hit. Like, it was a scary scene. His arms were frozen. His fingers were frozen. He was fencing. And that was a clear reaction to the brain trauma that he was suffered. And, you know, you just don't know how those things are going to go, especially considering the fact that we think he had an event in the week three matchup against the Bills. So good on Tua. Glad he made it back to South Florida safely. And he's around friends and family and he's on the road to recovery. Now, as far as him getting back out there, Carlin, let me tell you something. I, I, I'm, 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 that's one of those things that's so far away right now that I don't even yeah. want to think about. I, I just, I'm just glad that he's okay. Um, but I think this incident is going to shed light on the potential loopholes or the potential cracks in the concussion protocol and the implementation of those policies in real time in, during games. And I think that's the important thing that the NFLPA and the NFL need to focus on while they're going through this investigation. How can we improve this process to make sure that something like this never happens again? Uh, yeah, how can we continue to err on the side of caution and be more conservative with the timeline with return to sport when a player displays concussion symptoms, even if it ends up not being a concussion? I think those are all legitimate questions to ask. Um, and, and ultimately, I think this does represent an opportunity because of the scrutiny that the Dolphins have been under. Um, it does represent an opportunity for a turning point for the Dolphins and for the NFL clubs and the league as a whole when it comes to how we treat issues and injuries of this nature. We, we've, we've seen some growth over the last decade and a half, 
but we also recognize after last night's incident that we have a long way to go. I I hope we do. I hope we see. I mean, growth doesn't even make me feel much better about it. Tua putting out a statement saying he's okay. Does it make me feel better? It absolutely does. Yeah. The moment still scares the daylights out of you, Chris. It just, in that moment, it can go the other way. Yes. And we've seen it go the other way. And that's why, like, I don't, while we can all take a, a collective sigh of relief that he's okay, this whole situation can't go away because of that. And it's not going to with the NFLPA and as far as that's concerned. But as far as public perception, too, like, I, I, I take so much out of what Rob Nikovich said with you this morning on Get Up that it's such a scary moment, especially considering what he's been through with concussions. How can you be a parent in that moment and feel good about letting your kid play football? And that's a tough thing to say. And I'm sure it's an incredibly tough thing to say for somebody like Rob, who, like you, loves the game, but you understand how people feel when you see something like that. No doubt, because you see that the NFL has, you know, taken their stance on player safety and and trying to make sure that it's buttoned up when dealing with concussions and brain injury, and yet the protocols that are in place aren't properly implemented or enforced because of what we saw, you know, four days ago in that scene in week three against the Buffalo Bills and then having Tua suffer what amounts to another brain trauma event last night on Thursday Night Football. Like, if the NFL isn't taking these policies seriously, then why would the lower levels of the sport take these policies seriously? Why would college football teams take these policies seriously? Why would high school football programs take these policies seriously? The answer to that question is they wouldn't because the NFL sets the standard for all of that. They are the example. And so when we talk about the culture surrounding football, and toxic masculinity being involved in players pushing through all types of injuries, this is one of those situations where you have to recognize that the player is always going to want to instinctively push past this, but this is not something that they can push through. This is something that, if not handled properly, can affect their quality of life for the rest of their lives. And and that's that's the evolving science or surrounding brain injuries, the part that we don't know. And that's why I say we have to be conservative when it comes to our approach in handling these things. And I just don't feel like the Miami Dolphins did that, but both you know, when we go back to what we saw at the, at the in the Week 3 game against the Buffalo Bills. Carlin, I've been around the National Football League for over a decade, going on two decades now because I've been covering the sport. What I saw in Week 3... And what I saw last night, I knew exactly what I was looking at. Now, the Miami Dolphins can package it to us in a different way and say it was a different type of injury. But being around the game for the better part of two decades, I knew what I was looking at. And that's why I was so frustrated in watching it last night. That's why I was angry last night. That's why I sent out the tweet about the Dolphins being habitual line steppers and not being able to trust that they won't cross the line when it comes to the concussion protocols because we've seen them cross the line when it comes to the Brian Flores situation, the illegal pursuit of Sean Payton, the illegal recruitment of Tom Brady. We've seen them cross the line. Hell, their owner is suspended right now as we're speaking because he crossed the line. 
Why should we think that they're above crossing this particular line when it comes to player safety around brain injuries? I'm going to tell you, Carlin, we can't. We do not give the Miami Dolphins the benefit of the doubt under these circumstances, no matter what Mike McDaniel says, no matter what anyone in Dolphins leadership says, because they have not earned that. And the scene last night was ugly enough where it it continues to open itself up to scrutiny and criticism, and rightfully so. And that's why the NFLPA launched that investigation. We'll see what those findings uncover. But, Carlin, the entire process when it comes to evaluating concussions, spotting concussions, particularly on game day, they've got to reevaluate all of it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Your chance to react to the Tua situation. We've been taking your calls today on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Going to give you your opportunity here to line up on the open lines right now. We'll get them in and want to hear from you, especially just how you felt in watching that moment unfold. Canty and Carlin is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. We'll also get back to on the field and the lighter side of this whole thing and talk about the futures of two teams that are squaring off this weekend that are in very similar situations. Or are they? We'll discuss. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Respect it. Or check it. With Canty and Carlin. Yes. Yes. It's Friday. That means it's time for Respect It or Check It. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Canty, to host tonight, we welcome in the one and only Devin Kane. Devin. Let's do it. You guys ready? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Canty, let's start with you first. Russell Wilson and the Broncos can win the AFC West. Respect it or check it? No, I got to check that, man. They got the worst offense in the AFC West, and if you know anything about that division, you're going to have to be able to score some points. So I don't trust their offense. I don't trust their head coach's game management skills or lack thereof. So, no, I got to check that. Not buying the Denver Broncos can win the West. 
Yeah, I'm going to check that, too. The Broncos are, again, underdogs against an 0-3 Raiders team. The Broncos are 2-1. and Nobody respects them. Nobody, And I think those two and a half points are Nathaniel Hackett. I honestly believe that. So, yes, we will check that because the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Next! All right, Carlin, you would rather have Jalen Hurts than Trevor Lawrence to lead your franchise. Respect it or check it? Ooh. I would say that I will respect it. Now, it is by the slimmest of margins. That's a Gene Steratore credit card right there. That's what that is. Okay? But I I have been a Jalen Hurts fan for a very long time, uh, since all the way back at Alabama, then Oklahoma, and then going into the league. I absolutely think that Jalen Hurts would be the guy just by a hair that I would rather have leading my franchise going forward. Um, yeah, I got to respect it, too. I got to respect it, man. I, I do. I, I like the improvements that I've seen from Jalen Hurts as a passer, and that was the biggest differentiating factor, Carlin, coming into this year. Like, I know that two, that Trevor Lawrence was going to figure it out in terms of the NFL passing game, but now that Jalen Hurts has done the same thing, you're seeing a little more zip on the ball because he's got better mechanics. He can win from the pocket. He can diagnose zone defenses. And then just look at the weapons around him. With respect to Trevor, Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Dallas Goddard, not to mention the best offensive line in football. So although Tua has made some strides, you're talking about a guy that's sixth in completion percentage while having the sixth fastest average snap to throw time. Trevor has come a long way in a short period of time with Doug Peterson, but I still give the nod to Jalen Hurts. All right, Canty, Patrick Mahomes is actually underrated. Respect it or check it? Respect it. I respect it. When we start talking about the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, his name is always floating around, but it doesn't feel like anybody has him at the top of the list. Like, if you're starting a team today, who are you going to start with? A lot of people would say Josh Allen. A lot of people would say Aaron Rodgers. People are now saying Lamar Jackson. Are we forgetting about the guy that won the MVP in his first full season as a starter? Are we forgetting about a guy that's hosted the AFC Championship game four years running? I I, I just, I I don't know. I do think we throw a lot of disrespect toward Pat Mahomes uh, and not giving him his proper due. Now, when they go out and have a performance like we saw in week three against the Indianapolis Colts, it's easy to do that. Mm. But I, I do think that Patrick Mahomes is somewhat underrated. I respect it as well, and the reason I do, Chris, is I look at this offseason, and everybody's talking about how great the AFC West is, but who are they talking about? They're talking about Justin Herbert. They're talking about the fact that the Broncos got Russell Wilson. Like, he was almost an afterthought in that whole conversation. And they talked about the Raiders who got Devontae Adams. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I. Yeah, there is absolutely some truth to that, that Patrick Mahomes – is actually underrated. I respect it. Next. All right, Carlin, the Giants have a more promising future than the Bears. Respect it or check it? (laughs) I'm going to check that. I'm going to check that. And listen, you know me. I'm going to back up my brethren. Bald, beard, big. The three Bs, that's what we are, Brian Dable. That's what we are, (laughs) Joe Douglas. I'm going to back you up mostly. But let's be clear. The Chicago Bears might already have their franchise quarterback and they have a ton of cap space for the future. 
I would rather have that than where the Giants are right now. <sighs> it hurts me to hear you say this, and it hurts that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I got to uh, check it as well. Uh, I got to check it as well. And the irony in all of this is the Bears, while you think they might have found their franchise quarterback, Carlin, used mm-hmm. the Giants draft pick in order to get the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that stings the most. And guess what? They got additional draft picks, and one of the guys they got is Kadarius Tony, who seems unplayable. It's oh. it, it, it's it's did not practice again today. <laughs> exactly, he's not going to play on Sunday in the Bears game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the Chicago train. I think that this year is about Justin Fields surviving, and I got some serious questions about his ability to do that because once again he leads the league in being the most contacted quarterback by percentage. Uh, uh, I, I just I look at their team right now. They still play good defense, and you would expect that with the identity of the head coach being on the defensive side of the ball. I think this is all about the Bears being able to get to an offseason where they have draft capital and they have over $100 million in salary cap space to spend on putting talent around Justin Fields. All right, let's get a couple more in quick. Canty, the Jaguars will win the AFC South. Respect it or check it? Respect it. They got the best coach-quarterback combination in the division. I'm rolling with them. And, oh, by the way, they got the best defense in the division, too. Their defense is top five in the National Football League, number one against the run, and number two in pass rush win rate. Carlin, a lot of people question whether they made the right decision in taking Trayvon Walker with the first overall pick out of Georgia. I think Jacksonville got that one right. I think they yeah, got it right. Like it. I think they got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him and Josh Allen, holy cow. Yes. I respect it. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to respect it. I I like what the Jaguars are doing, and credit Doug Peterson for getting that organization on track. And listen, we don't know if they're fully on track for the season, but at least we know that he has been able to get them out of the muck and mire of what happened last year. Pun intended? Sure. (laughs) I didn't even think of that, really. All right, last one. Why not? Absolutely. Yes, the muck and mire. Absolutely. All right, last one, Carl. The Lions will win a playoff game while Dan Campbell is the head coach. Respect it or check it? Okay, I'm going to check it. And it's no disrespect to Dan Campbell. I'm just not there at being able to say that yet. Okay? Uh, This week, by the way, just to squeeze it in, Amon Ross St. Brown not going to play. And it sounds like DeAndre Swift, there's a good chance he's not going to play. I think... I can't. I just can't bring myself to say that yet, Canty. I can't. We're too. Well, early. you you can't. I can't. I'm gonna respect it. I love what Dan Campbell yeah, is biased. doing. He's your what, guy. Well, you say, yeah, he's my guy, and he's got a lot of other guys on his coaching staff. Mark Brunel is on his staff, former player. Aaron Glenn is his defensive coordinator. Deuce Staley is the running backs coach. I think he's got Antoine Randall as the wide receivers coach. I like the fact that he's got former players in there. They've got young blood. They're not recycling old coaches. I love what they're built, what they're building in terms of their overall intensity and how this team fights every single week for Dan Campbell. They play football the right way, and I think Detroit is on the right track in terms of forming an identity that they can have sustained success. Carlin, I'm not going to rule them out as a playoff team this year. Not in the NFC. I won't do it. I'm not going to rule them out as a playoff team. I understand why. 
I understand why. I'm but not that has more to do with the uh, with more to do with the weakness of that entire conference. Yeah, but they're going to win this. Week. They're going to win this week and be two and two. They're 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 at home against the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to win this week and be two and two. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. What do we do? We make you money. That's if you choose to pay attention, and that that's on you, bro. You know, that's on you. <laughs> so let's see if you're going to pay attention because we have got our official picks for the weekend, including, by the way, the ESPN uh, pick challenge that is going on, ESPN radio pick challenge between all the shows on ESPN radio. And let's be honest, we got to get a little bit online here. We're four and five right now. Uh, KJM is bringing up the rear at three and six. This is to get right week. This is to get right week. For Canty and Carlin, it's next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Uh, it's about that time, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you could save. Well, it is just about that time to make our picks. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Okay, so here's where we stand. In case you're new to the Pick'em Challenge, each show is going up against one another. We are picking the same three games each week. And those three games will determine our records as such. So through three weeks, here's what we've got. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, 6-3. and three. It should be noted they started 6-0 and oh and, and had the goose egg last week. Greeny is now 5-4. and four. We are tied... With Spain and Fitz and Barton Hahn. And then bringing up the rear. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max at three and six. Canty, are we ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's go. It's got to be a get right week. Let's go. Hit it. Bills at Ravens. Canty, listen, I have been with you on this. Had this game been in week one... I would have happily picked the Bills in this spot. Mm-hmm. It's not in week one, and the Bills are as banged up as can be on the defensive side. And you and I saw it up close and personal last week. The Lamar show is even better live. 
even better. I'm on the Ravens here. What say you? Yeah, I'm with the Ravens, too. The Bills haven't won a one-score game, Carlin, since week eight of 2020. That's a long time ago, man. This is going to be a closely contested ball game because I think both secondaries are going to create opportunities for big plays in the passing game for both quarterbacks. We know what Lamar can do with his legs and how dynamic he's been. He's had consecutive games where he's gone over 100 yards rushing, not to mention three-plus passing touchdowns. So I'm rolling with the Baltimore Ravens. Another sneaky little note here, the Baltimore Ravens offense, outstanding in the red zone. They've scored touchdowns on eight of ten red zone trips. The Bills' defense has allowed touchdowns on eight of 11 red zone trips. So I think that has the potential to be the difference in this game. That was the difference Mm. in the game for the Bills in week three against the Miami Dolphins. Okay. So as a show, we are taking the Ravens plus three. That's right. Next. Chiefs at Buccaneers. I'm having trouble with this one. I'm (laughs) I'm having real trouble with this one. I have been having trouble with this one. And I've been leaning, leaning Chiefs all week. But I'm a little bit like... I'm really on the fence about it. Devin, fill me in for a second here. Um, What did KJM pick on this game? So KJM, they picked the Chiefs minus one. Wow. I know you like the Chiefs, big fella, but I like the Bucs in this uh, game. I I do. This this changes my mind. I'm on board with the Bucs. Let's go. So so you're, you're fading the Chiefs. After you found out KJM picked the Chiefs. Is that right? I am fading. I am fading KJM. I am not fading the Chiefs. I am fading KJM. <laughs> I am fading like I am Marty McFly in the end of Back to the Future. That's you, what I am right you, now. You fading like Michael Jordan in the 98 NBA Finals. <laughs> fading. Exactly. Exactly. I, listen, man. I and trust like- me, KJM, KJM is Byron Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mike Evans is going to be back for Tom Brady. So, offensively, there should be a little bit of relief there in terms of having some weaponry to work with. We know that the Bucks defense is going to keep it close, right, Carlin? Here's the other yes. thing that nobody's talking about. What's going on with the Chiefs kicker? Like, Harrison Bucker is supposed to be a game-time decision. Didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice today. They cut Matt Amendola. So, if this Thank is God. going to be a game that's going to come down to a field goal, I have a lot more confidence in Ryan Suffolk than whoever the Kansas City Chiefs are going to march out there. And so I'm rolling with the Bucks. It's more so because of their defense than their offense. But I think they find a way to get it done after a very, very tough week down in Florida. Uh, okay, so we are going Bucks plus one. Bucks plus one for our second pick. Next. Jaguars and Eagles. Okay, Chris, listen, uh, while I think it's going to be a close game, I, I've been thinking about this over the last hour. I could absolutely see the Eagles pulling away. I know you're mm-hmm. high on the Eagles. This could be, you know, I could see this being 31-21 after it's, let's say, 24-21 mid-fourth quarter. How about that? Yeah, I could see that, 21-24 mid-fourth quarter, but the Eagles are going to get one of those put-away scores. Yes. That's going to allow yes, them that's to cover. What I got. Like they say, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. That's exactly what mm. the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do this weekend. I love where Jacksonville is headed, but they ain't arrived yet, Carlin. And here's the thing. 
Trevor Lawrence has made some strides, but he's going up against a defense that sacked Carson Wentz nine times in a defense that is tops in opponent QBR, meaning they have the lowest allowed QBR of any team in the National Football League. I think it's going to be, you know, one of those moments where Trevor Lawrence comes back down to earth a little bit. So I'm rolling with the Eagles, and I think we're good laying the six and a half points. Okay, so we've got Eagles minus six and a half, Ravens plus three, and then the Bucks plus one. Let's pick all two home more teams, games. baby. All home teams. There you go. So that's for our official uh, uh, ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Let's pick two more games. Next. Bears at Giants. Chris, um, uh, with the Bears here, uh, I can, even without David Montgomery, I'm going to go on board with you. I kind of believe that they're still going to be able to run the ball. There's no Leonard Williams. Uh, that's a problem. And, you know, this might be that little dose of reality that the Giants are going to get this week. And think about this for a second. The Bears could be 3-1. and one. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy because we left them for dead. We left them for dead coming into this season just because they hadn't surrounded Justin Fields with a lot of weapons. But here's the thing that the Bears proved to themselves. We can throw the ball 17 times and our quarterback gets sacked five times and still win a football game. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. No Leonard Williams in the middle of that Giants defense. He's not going to play for a second consecutive week. Did you see what the Cowboys one game did to the Giants on Monday Night Football? Yeah. Khalil Herbert ran for over a buck fifty. Justin Herb Justin Fields got his in the run game too. I think they're gonna run the ball and play defense and go with the field position game and ultimately end up winning the game. So I'll take the Bears plus the three points, but I think they win outright. Okay. I'm with you on that. I think the Bears win outright in this game. Next. Commanders at Cowboys. Uh no. No, honestly, I just I can't. I'm picking the Cowboys. I can't pick the Commanders under in any good conscience. I can't pick the Commanders right now at all. The the Carson Wentz experience is truly dizzying to watch. I'm wondering, is Ron Rivera going to make it through the season? I don't know. Is Carson Wentz going to make it through the season as a starting quarterback? Like, at what point no. do teams stop giving him opportunities to be a starting quarterback? Like, it's no, this it's is laugh- it. it's laughable at Heineke. this point. To be honest with you, Carlin, I'm surprised that the line is this low. I really am. I mean, because yeah. I-, I could see the Cowboys. I could have seen this line around five and a half, and I still probably would have leaned toward the Cowboys. So, I'll take the Cowboys. I have no reservations about laying the three. They have the best pass rush in the NFL, and we just saw the commanders allow their quarterback to get sacked nine times by the Eagles. Stop it. All right. Those are our official picks for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge and a couple of more for you. Up next, we've got play of the day. A little college football action in your future tomorrow. Ooh. And a big one, too. Ooh. That's right. And it's and and I will not be telling you, even though I would tell you, to take the 39 just unofficially. Let's say that. Take the 39 <laughs> here in Columbus. That's that's all I'll say about that. But this is this is one of the bigger games tomorrow we have got for you coming up next. And a huge series in baseball starts tonight. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Time for the progressive MLB snapshot, Chris. Boy, Mets and Braves tonight. Mets up a game in the National League East, and you have got DeGrom to start things off tonight against Max Fried. You got Scherzer tomorrow. You got Bassett. Uh, Sunday night baseball. Wow, this is this is. This is an awesome series this weekend in Atlanta. Yeah, it is, man. And you're talking about two teams that have title hopes, right? I mean, you're talking about the Atlanta Braves fresh off of one and the New York Mets having a pitching rotation, especially their top three, that's as good as anybody in the sport. So these are two teams that are, are, that are jockeying for position, and we all know how important having home field advantage is once we get to a short series in the postseason. So this is an unbelievable Series and and Carlin, I don't know that you're going to find a better pitching matchup in baseball this time of year when you talk about free for the Braves going up against Jacob DeGrom. Like, this is going to be awesome. Let's not forget the the Mets are also calling up Francisco Alvarez. So, we shouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if we see him in the lineup at some point during this series, potentially as a DH. But this is going to be an exciting series to watch, man. It really is. Listen, I am very much looking forward to it. I think uh, Alvarez, by the way, just crushes, crushes left-handed pitching. His his, uh, OPS this year, now granted, it's AAA, Mm -hmm. but his OPS this year was over one against left-handed pitching. So I'm very, very interested to see if he can play a big role this weekend. I doubt we're going to see him catch very much because – I don't know that I want to run him out there uh, and catch in a big spot when, you know, I'm, he's not used to my our pitchers and hasn't been working with them all year. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. But, um, you know, just from a Mets standpoint, being the number two seed is going to be incredibly important. It's going to be incredibly important. You do not want to be in a scenario where you are playing that first round and winning this division especially after everything this year, boy, I mean, you got two high-level teams. When I say everything this year, they were out to such a big lead. But two two teams that have won 98, 97 games respectively at the end of the year going after it. You cannot ask for a better scenario than that with the pitching that we will see. No doubt about it. And we also got to keep this in mind. There is no game 163 if these two teams tie. It goes to the head-to-head tiebreaker. And right now, the Mets own that. So... That's something to keep in mind as we go into this weekend, man. But, I mean, this is this is going to be phenomenal in terms of what it's setting up for. And these two teams, they, re- they really don't like each other. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Our MLB snapshot was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. And the Mets do have Francisco Alvarez in the lineup tonight against Max Fried Canty as their DH again, Fried the lefty. And Alvarez has has really beat up on left-handed pitching in AAA this year. So you are getting a little 
baptism by fire right out of the gate for the number four overall prospect in baseball uh, tonight, Mets and Braves this weekend. Going to be awesome. By the way, uh, Mets and Braves this weekend is on ESPN Radio on Sunday night. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and it's 7 p.m. on ESPN. Okay, it's time to make some more money. The play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Hi, Christopher. It's not often that you see this. The seventh-ranked Kentucky Wildcats are going on the road to number 14, Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is a touchdown favorite over the team that is seven spots in front of them. And keep this in mind. Ole Miss cannot stop the run. And Kentucky is getting Chris Rodriguez back after the four-game suspension. Mm. He led the SEC in rushing last year. Let's go Wildcats plus seven tomorrow in one of the bigger games of the day. I love that play. I love mm. that play. And anytime we can fade a Lane Kiffin team, I'm all for it. So let's go. <laughs> Three and out. Hit it. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Canty, I'm still learning about you, and and you know we were learning about each other's idiosyncrasies. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yes, I do actually. Well, a mysterious voice is haunting American Airlines in-flight announcements, and nobody knows how. Apparently, there's multiple reports. Of, of a voice grunting, moaning, and groaning on American Airlines in-flight announcement systems, sometimes lasting the duration of the flight. Nobody knows how, who's responsible or how they did it. I'm not a ghost guy, but that's weird. That's weird. And did anybody check what's going on on the flight deck in the cockpit? Because it sounds like the pilots could be getting it in. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the PA system, grunting. Moaning during the in-flight announcement, sister. I, I just, somebody I'm accidentally got, hit the button. I, I'm just yeah. saying somebody could be all about that mile high club situation, big fella. Ball mama. I, I'm not a member, but it sounds like whoever is involved with these flights, they they got some. They they might have some knowledge about something like that. They might. God bless them. They might. God bless them. Uh, the world's oldest bodybuilder, 90 years old. Posed nude for Men's Health magazine. Oh, no. People seem to be inspired by me. That's Jim Arrington, oldest male bodybuilder, Guinness Book of World Records in 2018. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Don't nobody want to see that, dog. Like, 90 <laughs> years old? Like, I get it, man. Like, you feel good about it. You want to embrace it. It's empowering for you. But you can keep those nudes at home, bro. Like, we don't need to yeah. see that in Men's Health Magazine. And I question Men's Health Magazine's judgment for posting something like that or publishing something like that. Come on, bro. We don't want to see that. We don't we don't want to we don't want to see you just hanging out like with it no. all out. Like I just I, I, Listen, I, I, we don't want that. Nobody you, you could ooh, look Carl. like you could look Chris, you could look like Schwarzenegger in his prime. It's not going to be good at 90 years old. Carl, it's not. Carl, Carl, let me ask you a question. Who asked for this? Outside of Jim Arrington, who asked for this? Like we need to see the world's oldest bodybuilder who's 90 
be naked in a magazine. Who asked Mrs. For this? Arrington? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't Let's understand move on. it. I, I, it's, it's a, that's a bad look, <laughs> literally and figuratively. It's a bad look. There's no way around Boston <laughs> Celtics uh, and Blake Griffin agree on a one-year contract. Does that move the needle at all for you with the Celtics? No. No. I mean, Blake yeah. Griffin going to go somewhere else and steal some checks. I mean, he's going to yep. be veteran leadership, I guess, in the locker room. And, I, I, you know, the one thing I will say about Blake, he did show flashes last year as a guy that could come off the bench and, and be one of those front court guys that spaces the floor and knock down open shots. And I actually saw Blake Griffin dunk a basketball for the first time in like five years last year. So let me not be so dismissive of Blake joining the Celtics, but if the Celtics get over the hump, it ain't going to be because of Blake. It's going to be because of Robert Williams and because of Malcolm Brogdon being a part of this team. And, of course, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. That's who's going to win it for him. Just saying. Yeah, listen, it doesn't do anything for me. No. Good for you. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.